Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we are in we are in Colossians chapter 2. Now, do you realize how important it is to not gauge your spiritual maturity? Yesterday we talked about spiritual maturity. To not gauge your spiritual maturity based upon unbiblical external actions. That's a big phrase, but but think about that a minute. Unbiblical external actions. Here's what I mean. Do you realize how important it is to not add rules and regulations that are not from the scripture and, and add those to your life in such a way that you look at those and you say, this is the marker for spiritual maturity. This is the marker for me to please God. Now, you might not be tracking at this point, but but this is really what the Apostle Paul is dealing with in Colossians chapter 2. In Colossians chapter 2, what we're going to see is that there are a handful of practices, and, and we'll describe some of those practices, and we'll describe some of the ways they might show up in our world today. We're going to describe some of those, and we're going to debunk the, the idea that these practices, these are the measure for spiritual maturity rather than the biblical measure, rather than the biblical picture of Christ-likeness, of godliness, of living in the fear of the Lord. So, so let's jump in. Colossians chapter 2. Let me show you beginning in verse 16. Here's what the Apostle Paul writes. He says, Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions, here we go, to, of food and drink, or with regard to festival or new moon, or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Now look at these external observances, these external practices, these external actions, and the way that they were in that time kind of considered to be spiritual maturity, markers of spiritual maturity. And let's just think a little bit about what that might look like today. He said, in questions of food and drink. And then he says, in regards to festival or new moon or Sabbath. He says, these things are the shadow of the things to come, but the substance is Christ. Now, what are, what are we talking about here? Food and drink. Well, we're talking about the, the Jewish Old Testament dietary restrictions that were part of the ceremonial law. The ceremonial law, which was a, it was a shadow of the things to come. It was a shadow, but the substance is Christ. These things were a placeholder and these were fulfilled completely in the work of Christ. So in that day, don't eat this, don't drink that. In our day, we have the same thing. We have certain practices that say, well, we shouldn't eat that. We shouldn't drink that, right? Now, I'm not talking about things that are unlawful, but I'm talking about just dietary things. I'm talking about, we could talk about even alcohol. Sometimes people say, you can't drink at all. That's a sin. No, it's not. To be drunk certainly is. But when we, we look at it legalistically, we're, we're making a marker of spiritual maturity saying, well, you're mature if you don't do this and you're immature if you do. But that's not what the Bible teaches. And then it continues. It says, or with regard to fest, to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. This is talking about worship festivals. This is talking about Sabbath worship. 
This is saying, hey, you, have, you must worship on this day. And if you don't worship on this day, well, then, and you worship on this day, well, then you're not a mature Christian. Then you're doing it wrong. Then there's something wrong with your faith. You are not on the right path. Well, again, th- this is part of the Old Testament ceremonial law, the ceremonial system. And it, it, the expectation was, this is us following a path that's going to lead us not to the shadow. They were following the shadow, but ultimately lead you to the substance, which is Christ. What does Christ teach about the Sabbath? Sabbath was given uh, for man, not man for the Sabbath. Now, the reality is, is the Sabbath is the only of the Ten Commandments that not is not repeated. It's not reissued in the New Testament. So this doesn't mean we disregard it out of hand. This means that we shouldn't be dogmatic about the observance. It has to be on Saturday or it has to be on Sunday. No, don't, don't let no one pass judgment on you. This is what verse 16 says. The core of this, these things are a shadow of the thing to come. But the substance, the reality, it's, it belongs to Christ. Verse 18. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on uh, aestheticism and the worship of angels. This is this is going without. This is depriving yourself of anything for the sake of spiritual maturity. Saying, "Well, I I, I only uh, one meal a day, and the rest of my time is is just godliness with because I'm not eating." No, no, no. That's not the reality. It says there are the worship of angels, the worship of of other beings besides Jesus Christ, besides the one true God. Well, going on in detail about visions, puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind, and not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. And this head is Christ. Back up just a minute. It says, disqualify you, insisting on, on this depriving yourself of everything for the sake of religious worship. says, that's not maturity. Now, self-sacrifices, but but saying, I'm going to not do this so that I'll be holier. No, that's not maturity. Or the worship of angels, worship of other beings. We think about this, we think about Roman Catholicism, the worship of Mary, the worship of saints. This is a dangerous practice. This is a dangerous practice. Going on about visions, puffed up without reason by a sensuous mind, ultimately not holding to Christ. Go down to verse 20. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, look at with Christ, with Christ, we share with Christ. Why, as if you were still alive in this world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used. According to human precepts and teachings, these have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value to stopping the indulgence of the flesh. See, here's where the Apostle Paul lands. He says, you can go on embracing all of these unbiblical externals and it won't help you at all in your battle against sin. It won't help you at all. You might get the approval of people. You might have some religious figure who holds to such dogmas and they might say, oh, you're doing really good. But listen, 
it doesn't help you at all in your battle against sin. In fact, you, you can do all the externals, these man-made externals right, and you can be wicked and lustful and full of pride and full of envy and full of hate and full of greed. You, you see, what actually helps you in your battle against sin? What actually leads you to maturity? Well, it's not a shadow. It's not the, the, the ceremonial religious actions you want to know what leads you in your battle in stopping the indulgence of the flesh? The substance is Christ. Looking to Christ. Remembering Christ. When you want to grow in maturity, and in that, that means you want to battle your fleshly desires. You want to, Paul says, mortify or kill the deeds of the flesh, your sinful actions. Here's what you do. You remember that Jesus died and he paid the price for all of your sin and that you, you died with him. Your old life is gone. It is buried with Christ. You remember that Jesus, he was resurrected and you have been raised up with him. You remember your identity is now no longer one who must jump through the right hoops to be approved by God, but instead your identity is one who has been approved by God, not because of your own work, but because of the work of Jesus Christ. When you do this, you set your eyes on what's real. You set your hope on the substance. Instead of trying to grab onto a shadow, how, how do you hold onto a shadow? It's impossible. You can't grab a shadow. Instead of that, you're able to grab onto Christ the truth of his finished work. This is why it is so important that we don't allow man-made external actions to be the determinant of whether or not we are mature. Don't do it. You must resist it. You might be in a, a... in a circle of people and they've got ways you dress or ways you eat. Listen, don't do it. Don't allow that to be your measure for spiritual maturity. Allow Christ to be your measure. Does this mean you don't grow? No, of course you grow. You grow in Christ-likeness every day. But you do not depend on these man-made externals. Do not eat. Do not handle. Do not touch. You must worship on this day. Don't, Don't allow those to be the measures. This is our ancient way for our modern day.